my friends. Welcome back to Recovering From Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever had anything happen to them ever. It gets easier to say that every week. This is a fun one. This is a fun episode. I think you'll like it. I basically had a revelation about myself via a single text message. Well, a single text message and then a very short conversation with someone. So it's funny how these things happen. It's funny how these things happen, how you can have a text message like debilitate you and and then recover from a single sentence. But that's why this podcast exists, right? For everyone who's ever had anything happen to them ever, including receiving a text message. But first, a message from our sponsors. It's me. I'm my sponsor. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you will have noticed that my business, Kinga Recovery Support, has branched out into recovering from everything. Website change. I'm now at recoveringfromeverything.com. And I'm also starting to hold workshops. We had our first virtual workshop for people pleasers, heroes, and fixers. And it was fucking phenomenal. Doing group workshops gives me life. And I miss that feeling so, so very much. I'm also going to be holding an in-person live workshop for anyone in the Grey Bruce area. Or hell, if you want to have a two and a half hour drive from Toronto, come on up. Uh, That'll be next month. It'll be a pre-Christmas, recovering from last Christmas sort of situation. I'm still working that out, but keep an eye out on my social media. If you don't follow me, what are you doing? Follow me. I'm I'm a good time. If not at all helpful, I'm at least pretty fucking entertaining, which I think will be the the vibe of the Christmas workshop. Anyway, recovering from everything underscore Kinga on Instagram and yeah, tons of workshop ideas coming at you. And I'm really, really fucking excited to be working with groups again. I get high from it, which is a fun feeling for me because I haven't been high in a very, very long time. So I hope to meet a lot of you in the in the near future. It's Friday. I've procrastinated. So you know it's going to be a good one. I was initially going to talk about how people who knew me in my past treat me differently. So people who knew me you know, let's say 10 years ago before I started actively getting it together. People who knew me 10 years ago and before that still treat me differently to this day. So I had a situation this weekend where I felt like someone was trying to save me and I I constantly feel like this around this person, um, that I'm always being corrected and there's always like advice being thrown my way and I'm just like never quite enough as is. So I was going to come on and do this yesterday. I a little messed up about it. So I had some show notes. So I was like writing my show notes and my friend and 
co-mother uh, texted me if I wanted to go for coffee with her and the baby. I said, hell yeah, just try to stop me from hanging out with the baby. So we went for coffee and I was like, oh, I got to record a podcast today. She's like, what's it about? So I'm telling her about it. And she says, could it also be that being around these people is triggering an old part of you? And I was like, fuck. So we came home after coffee and I was really thinking about it and analyzing the sort of more prominent relationships I have with people that knew me before. And yes, I've come so far. And yes, I like really have it together. I don't need to be saved. I don't need frequent correcting. Uh, I don't need all that. But am I way more sensitive around these people? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes I joke that if you put me in a room with my parents, I regress into 14-year-old Kinga and I'm just this like angsty teenager. And I think that might be the case with some other people in my life where despite these big evolutions that I've had over the last decade, personally, professionally, financially, there is a part of me that comes out when I am around these people. And that part of me is insecure and desperately craving acceptance. I don't know if anyone listening has heard of shadow work, but I despise doing shadow work because literally the only person I can look at is myself and the thoughts I have about myself and the things I've done to myself. So initially this podcast was going to be me pointing my fingers and being like, you guys need to stop treating me this way. And it has evolved through one sentence from my co-parent into what I now see is a podcast about shadow work and looking at the parts of me that I wish were not there and how I've been treating that part of me. So if I'm hanging out with people who knew me in my past life and I'm feeling uncomfortable and like I have to keep proving myself, a big part of that is me. A big part of that is me being like, I really just want to forget that I ever was the way I was. And I want to forget that, yeah, there was a long period in my life where I did need to be saved and I did need people to take care of me financially, sometimes physically. I mean, I have been like physically carried out of like bars. I needed people to cook for me. Otherwise, like I would not be eating. I don't want to acknowledge that that person ever existed. Like, I just want to be like, hey, everything's great now. You know, everyone can stop worrying. But I think what I'm really doing is taking this like very real part of me and telling her to shut the fuck up and go away. And she's clearly still a bit insecure 
and she clearly still feels like she has something to prove. And that's a lot of fucking energy, honestly. Like to to get me in a room with someone who knew me before and for my main focus to be I'm good. Everything's good. I'm eating. I'm healthy. Financially, I'm fine. To have to constantly have those thoughts come out in my words or in my behavior is fucking tiring. I have to start accepting myself. And part of the self-acceptance is that, yeah, I still feel shame about who I was. And I feel like I have to convince people that that person doesn't exist anymore when really she really fucking does like she's in here being like please don't look at me please don't see me please don't see me please don't see me but how that shows up is well what do you mean by that or why would he ask me that or why is she asking me so many questions you know like I, I become an asshole because I'm, I'm so like, I'm so consumed with how I already feel. Like I don't want this person to remember the way that I used to be. That when I detect even the faintest glimmer from my perception that they're seeing me for who I think I am, I can't handle it, you know? And sometimes I don't even say anything. Like sometimes I'm just like, okay, thanks. But then I spend the next four to seven hours like freaking out that, you know, they'll never accept me and they'll always see me as a fuck up. And I hate that they do this all the time. And I can't just ever just be me like, and that's uncomfortable for me, you know, occasionally saying asshole things aside, I spend hours being super fucking uncomfortable mind reading these people. I swear the title of this podcast should just be, it's not you, it's me. Sometimes it's you, but usually it's me. Yeah, that's more appropriate. Because it's not like these people are coming from a place of like bad intentions, like they're trying to take me down or keep me small. That can't be it, right? <laughs> there's there's my fears coming into play. That can't be it, right? These people love me and truly want to see me succeed and and right? Yeah. Right? Anyway, this is like another way that codependency shows up, I think, is that if I'm really craving self-acceptance, I can't I can't desperately seek that from other people. I have to give that to myself. And that's not to say that these people aren't you know doing or saying things that I think they're saying. They very well might be. But the fact that I am internalizing it and And having like a really hard time with it. That means that like I have a part in this also. 
and I'm pretty sure it is that I still am worried that I will be financially irresponsible. I still have shame and fear that I'm going to fuck up my life because I was such a terrible fucking decision maker before. And seeing these people brings those fears out of me. And if I think for one second or if I feel for one second that they are acknowledging any part of those fears, forget it. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty devastated. And it's funny because I was comparing my relationships with people who have met me while I've been in recovery versus the people that knew me before. And the people that met me while I'm in recovery, I was just going to say, treat me so differently. But that's not true, necessarily. It might be true, but I, I got I to gotta look in the mirror. I feel so different around those people. I feel like I have it together and I feel responsible and I feel proud of who I am and I feel level-headed and stable and, you know, I have a voice of reason and I feel differently around those people. But there is a part of me that feels like a phony, that feels like if I have vulnerable moments or moments of confusion or moments of fear or worry that I'll somehow fall off this pedestal that I have put myself on. So I'm still hiding some shame and some fear and a lack of self-trust around those people. It just doesn't come out as frequently as when I'm around people that knew me when I actually had shit to be worried about. Does that make sense? I got to do some journaling about this or maybe not. Maybe this is my journal. I mean, shit, this is episode 20. It's basically been my journal. And I also recently realized that this feeling of shame and fear of what was is coming through in my career choices. Professionally, I started my own business supporting other people in their recovery. Mostly I work with people with substance abuse issues and I've recently started expanding into people's attachments with other people. So I basically, your addictions to people, drugs and alcohol. And this expansion and um, a sort of like rebranding I've, I've almost felt shameful about it where it should be a really, like I'm excited that I'm trying to branch out and, and help a wider variety of people with, with shit that I know that I can help them with. Like there's no real imposter syndrome there. Like I know that I'm really good at helping people with their attachments to other people and helping people with their attachments to drugs and alcohol. Like I know I'm good at that. I've been doing it forever and I'm only getting better. This is great. That's fine. The evolution of my business is what's making me feel shame because 
typically in the past when I've made a change, it's because something was very, very wrong. And so those feelings are coming up. Now as I change my business and evolve and expand and grow and whatever the words are, it's still change. And so, you know, that idea of like the body remembers, I'm making a a big change and my body thinks it's because we've been doing something terribly, terribly wrong. But that's not the case. In this case, the change is, is coming from a place of like strength and not shame. If I can try to tell my brain that though, right? My brain's like, well, and, and it's something I've, I've been struggling with now for like weeks probably because I've been, I've been planning this sort of like rebrand and this expansion and, and I know there's, there's so much for me to do right now, different coaching programs, different workshops. Like I have all these ideas that I know I have to tackle and I'm excited to tackle them, but my brain is like, well, we're changing, which means you must be failing at something. And, and I tell you, the idea of failure does not lend itself very well to my motivation, to my drive, to my putting things into action. Like I, I, I will stew that I'm, that I'm such a failure and I'm always going to be a failure. And that's old shit. That's old shit. Because if I look around my house and my life right now, there is nothing. Shit, if I even look at my bank account, like there is, or my refrigerator, there is nothing that indicates that I am failing. What will make me fail is my lack of action, which is caused by my perception that I'm a failure. That's it. I am my own worst enemy. So while I would love to say goodbye forever to old Kinga and hang around people who knew old Kinga and feel comfortable, that's not an option. Because she shows up for me frequently. I run my own business, so she shows up every day. And I don't know if anyone's a business owner who listens, but like I literally think about my business all day long. I think about, I have different ideas. I think about the future. I, I, you know, fantasize, I manifest, I get excited about things I want to implement. Old Kinga, she's always there. She's always there. Worrying, being afraid, telling me no one's going to show up, telling me that I'm a fraud. So it's not... It's not necessarily my surroundings. Sure, people should stop giving me opinions and unsolicited advice. That's, I think, annoying as fuck for anybody. But my inner reaction, like what goes on in my inner world, really, really shows me that there's still some stuff I got to sort through. And I think one of the things is being like a little bit nicer to 
this past version of myself. Cause she's, she's not very past at all. She still lives in my head every day, you know, throwing her worries around and, uh, and wanting to not be seen and feeling like a, a fraud. And I feel like I got to be really nice to her cause she's going through some shit. She's like really scared. I think about when my daughter's scared. I mean, she's scared of dumb shit. Like there's a ghost in my closet and the dark. And my reaction to when she's scared of the dark is like, I'm annoyed because it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I think that is also, I think that comes from my reaction to how I feel when I'm scared. Like if, you know, if an old version of me is feeling scared about our future or feeling scared about you know, questions people have or opinions people have. If, if I'm just feeling like scared and uncomfortable, I'm, I'm irritated. Like when people offer to help me or people give me their opinions and I haven't asked for it, I'm fucking irritated. And I think the good news is why irrational fear is so irritating to me is because it's irrational. Cause it doesn't make, it doesn't make any fucking sense to be Afraid of the dark. Was I afraid of the dark for 30 years? Yes. Yes, I fucking was. But now I'm like, hello, darkness, my old friend. And maybe that's what I have to do with the quote unquote old version of me and all the fear that she's carrying. Because that's some leftover shit. That's, That's some leftover shit. That's not... That's not relevant to my current life or current situation. It's really not. There's still so much fear. Fear that I'm going to fuck everything up because I have a history of fucking things up. Fear that I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to be good enough for people. That That's old shit. Like that, that's not, that's not today's shit. There's no evidence today that any of that is happening. That's all old stuff. So I think the shadow work I need to do is to develop a loving and trusting relationship with fear. So you might get a podcast on fear next week. Actually, that's not true. I think I have a guest speaker next week. But sometime soon, I'm going to do a deep dive into this. We know the acronyms for fear, right? Pretty sure I posted about it on my Instagram. Fuck everything and run or face everything and recover. That's my homework this week. I'm going to deep dive into fear. Deep dive. Should be horrible. I also have a shit ton of other work I need to be doing for my business. But I'm really glad we had this talk because, and I said to to my co-mom yesterday, like, I feel like most of this podcast is going to be me processing stuff, as a lot of them are. And that's what I feel like just happened. I feel like I processed a lot of stuff. And you guys get a you guys get an edited version of this. So I take out all the like moments of silence as I'm thinking, which which sometimes I'm sitting here thinking for like 2 to 3 minutes instead of like stopping the segment. I just like sit here in silence. And sometimes I vape or I have a sip of coffee and I wait to process and I wait for like clarity to come. 
so that's what this has been. And, and I'm so grateful that there was some sort of like divine intervention because I was going to record this podcast yesterday and she texted me and said, let's go for coffee with the baby. And off I went before recording the podcast. And then she dropped that, that truth bomb, that really great fucking perspective, that really great idea where my old shit is being brought to the surface by these people because I have so much shame of what I used to be like. It's not applicable for everybody. Like my best friend, Erin, who has been my best friend since we were 15 years old, I don't feel like this around her. I don't know why, but I don't. So it's just like select people, I guess. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to me monologue like this podcast is my diary. I'm always a work in progress and I'm I'm always humbled by by my own bullshit. But I started off this podcast with sort of like a dark cloud over my head and now I'm smiling. So that's that's kind of cool. I think what I can't forget and this is something I tell clients all the time and something I should probably use more often with myself. I can't forget that the chaotic shit show that I was managed to bring me into this life, which is something I could have never dreamed for myself. Like the life I have today, I I did not know existed. How generally healthy I feel inside today, I did not know was a thing. The fact that I own my own house by myself, I never thought that was a thing for me. So this sort of hurricane Kinga that I was before, I still managed to do this. Like I still managed to create all the good that is in my life today. Wow. So maybe instead of feeling shame and feeling fearful and trying to hide this version of me and just pretending like it doesn't exist and really sort of like loathing this version of me, I could say thank you. I could say thank you for doing all these cool things. Thank you for graduating university with an honors degree despite being a full-blown alcoholic and drug addict. Thanks, girl. Like, is there anything you can't do, you know? And that's it. Thanks again for listening to Recovering From Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever had anything happen to them ever. Check out my website for workshop stuff and lots of lots of good stuff coming. And if you want to participate in the live workshop, uh, send me a DM or email me at kinga at recoveringfromeverything.com and I'll make sure to keep you posted. I will talk to you guys soon. Love you.